from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that soars through history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're looking at the life and times of Tiny Broadwick, a.k.a. the First Lady of Parachuting. The day was June 21st, 1913. Georgia Tiny Broadwick became the first woman to skydive from an airplane. She didn't exactly jump out of it, though. Instead, she sat on a trapeze-like swing suspended behind the wing of the plane just outside the cockpit. Then, when the plane reached 2,000 feet, Tiny pulled a lever, which caused the seat to drop out from under her. Thankfully, her homemade parachute functioned perfectly on the way down, and she was able to float safely to the ground in Griffith Park in Los Angeles. The jump that day was just for fun and wasn't part of any larger exhibition, but in the years ahead, Tiny would perform the feat countless times in front of awestruck crowds, proving the effectiveness of parachutes and floating her way into aviation history. The woman who would become Tiny Broadwick was born Georgia Ann Thompson on April 8, 1893. She grew up with her parents and her six older sisters on a farm in Granville County, North Carolina. The family called her Tiny because she had weighed only three pounds at birth, and since she grew up to be a five-foot-tall, 80-pound adult, the nickname stuck with her for life. The Thompson family struggled as farmers, so when Tiny was about six years old, they moved to Henderson, where her father had taken a job at a cotton mill. Life remained difficult for the whole family, but it turned especially bleak for Tiny. In 1905, she got married at age 12, and one year later, she gave birth to a daughter. Her husband abandoned them both soon after, 
and due to the added expense of raising a baby, Tiny had to drop out of school and start earning a living. The only job she could find was working in the mill alongside her father. The hours were terrible, as was the pay, and when Tiny clocked out at the end of her 12 or 14 hour shifts, she would immediately have to go home and care for her infant child. It was a grueling schedule for anyone, but especially for a 13-year-old single mother. It's no surprise then that when Tiny heard her co-workers talking about the upcoming state fair in Raleigh, she jumped at the chance to tag along and have some fun for a change. When the fair arrived in 1907, one of the acts Tiny saw was called the Broadwicks and their famous French Aeronauts. It was part of the Jones Carnival and consisted of performers ascending in a hot air balloon and then parachuting back down to Earth. Tiny was amazed by the spectacle and knew right away that a show like that was, quote, all I ever wanted to do. Hoping to escape the drudgery of her daily life, Tiny approached the owner of the troupe, Charles Broadwick, and convinced him to give her a place in the show. Tiny's mother, Emma Ross Thompson, agreed to care for the girl's daughter while she was away, so long as Tiny sent home a portion of her salary to help pay for her needs. And so, with all the arrangements made, Tiny set out on a new path in life, touring the country as a carnival aeronaut. Over the next year, Charles Broadwick trained her in the fine art of parachute jumping. He also came up with a hook for her act based on the girl's diminutive size. He dressed Tiny in a silk dress with ruffled bloomers, a bonnet, and ribbons in her hair and began billing her as the doll girl. Years later, Tiny would confess to hating both her stage name and her costume, but at the time, it still beat working in a cotton mill. In 1908, after months of preparation, Tiny was finally ready for her big debut. That summer, at the North Carolina State Fair, the 15-year-old jumped from a hot air balloon for the first time, and thankfully, the experience was every bit as thrilling and liberating as she had hoped. Recalling the moment later, she said, quote, I tell you, honey, it was the most wonderful sensation in the world. Tiny's enthusiasm came through in her performances, and she quickly became the star of the show. Once it was clear that she and Broadwick would be working together for some time, the showman reached out to her parents and asked to legally adopt her. Tiny's father, George Thompson, agreed to the arrangement as it was considered improper for a young, unmarried girl to travel the country with an older man. Once the paperwork was signed, Georgia Thompson officially became Tiny Broadwick, a name she would carry for the rest of her life. For the next four years, Tiny traveled all over the United States with her famous balloon act. She performed countless daring jumps from hot air balloons, sometimes bearing flares or torches for added dramatic effect. The stunts didn't always go as planned, however, such as the time she accidentally landed on a moving train or when she got tangled up in a windmill. She also had plenty of unhappy landings, some of which included broken bones and dislocated shoulders. But through all her many bumps and bruises, Tiny never lost her passion for parachuting. Sadly, the same can't be said for the American public. By 1912, airplanes had captured the country's imagination, and the novelty of watching people jump from balloons was wearing thin. Luckily, a new opportunity presented itself to Tiny that same year. 
During one of her shows in L.A., famous stunt pilot and airplane manufacturer Glenn Martin asked Tiny if she'd like to jump out of one of his planes. She accepted his offer on the spot, and the following summer, on June 21, 1913, the pair took to the skies in a Martin T. biplane. To perform the stunt, Tiny sat in a swing-like harness which hung off the side of the plane, just behind the wing. Her silk parachute, which was designed by Charles Broadwick, was perched on a shelf above her and attached to her jacket with harness straps. It was also fastened to the body of the plane by a string, so that when Tiny jumped, the string would tear away and the parachute would open automatically. Once the plane reached 2,000 feet over Los Angeles, Tiny flipped a lever that released the straps she was sitting on, sending herself hurtling toward the ground. A moment later, her parachute filled with air, and a few minutes after that, she landed safely in Griffith Park as the first woman in history to parachute from an airplane. She didn't stop there either. From then on, Tiny and her fellow aeronauts continued their high-flying act just with airplanes instead of hot air balloons. A few months after her first jump, Tiny made history again when she became the first woman to parachute out of a seaplane into a body of water, Lake Michigan. She became such an accomplished parachutist that in 1914, the U.S. Army asked her to demonstrate the skill for its pilots. It was still the early days of the First World War, but many airmen had already died in Europe because they had no way of escaping from a damaged plane. The military hoped Tiny could give them some pointers on the proper technique and arranged for her to make four jumps at the North Island Naval Air Station in San Diego. Everything went smoothly for the first three jumps, but the fourth one, not so much. After climbing out into the trap seat, the line of her parachute got tangled in the plane's tail assembly. Normally, she would have just climbed back into the plane and canceled the demonstration, but the strong winds that day made it impossible to do so safely. Most people would be flipping out by that point, but Tiny kept her cool and came up with a solution. She realized that if she cut the string shorter and started falling toward the ground, she could then pull the line by hand to open the parachute. Not only did Tiny pull off that risky maneuver, she revolutionized parachute design in the process. The tearaway string she used to open her chute later became a standard design feature on parachutes, known as the ripcord. The army had asked Tiny to demonstrate a procedure that was difficult to perform, parachuting from a plane with a line attached to the fuselage. But thanks to her quick thinking, she did them one better streamlining the escape process and proving that a pilot could bail out of an airplane and still return to the ground safely. Tiny Broadwick continued jumping from airplanes for another eight years, but in 1922, she hung up her parachute for good. Although she was only 29 years old, the landings from her more than 1,100 aerial jumps had taken a heavy toll on her ankles. She knew that stepping away from the sport she loved was the right decision, but it wasn't an easy one, as there was much she would miss about her time in the clouds. I breathe so much better up there, she said at the time of her retirement, and it's so peaceful being that near to God. Back on the ground, Tiny's contributions to aeronautics weren't forgotten. She received many honors and awards during her lifetime, including the U.S. government Pioneer Aviation Award and the John Glenn Medal. 
She's also one of just 12 women to be recognized as an early bird of aviation, a designation for pilots who flew solo before December 17, 1916. In 1964, nearly four decades after her retirement, Tiny donated one of her silk parachutes made by Charles Broadwick to the Smithsonian's National Air Museum, now known as the National Air and Space Museum. It was on that occasion, during a dinner held in her honor, that the then-director of the museum, Philip Hopkins, outlined the impact Tiny had made on American aviation. He said, quote, Measured in feet and inches, her nickname Tiny is obviously appropriate. Measured by her courage and by her accomplishments, she stands tall among her many colleagues, the pioneers of flight, and her contributions to flight history have helped to make America stand tall as the nation which gave wings to the world. Tiny Broadwick spent the last years of her life in California and passed away there in 1978 at the age of 85. Her body was buried in her home state of North Carolina, but with any luck, her spirit is soaring much higher, nearer to God. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any feedback you'd like to share, you can always send it my way by writing to this day at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays and Ben Hackett for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.